When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Saying that Nelson Cruz is going to potentially be a Padre, and it's coming down to the Padres and the Dodgers, and but then obviously he doesn't go to any of those two teams, and so this is definitely a, a sad uh, night, uh, a downer of a night. But it, I think my initial reaction as this move just happened. Within the hour, Nelson Cruz signing with the Washington Nationals, one-year deal, seems like $15 million, a $3 million buyout if Cruz doesn't go back to the Nationals in 2023, so he makes $12 million this year. But when you hear you know Mark Feinstein come up with the tweet saying that, oh, the Padres are going to be one of the two seems like finalists, you know, it's coming down to the Padres and the Dodgers to San Diego, or excuse me, it's going to come down to the Padres and the Dodgers, Nelson Cruz. He's going to go to one of those two teams and it doesn't even happen. And he doesn't come to even one of those two teams. He comes to the Washington Nationals. Were the Washington Nationals even mentioned at all in this? I don't remember them being mentioned at all. You know, as you go through Twitter and all that, Nelson Cruz, the Nationals, you didn't see any of that. You know, like, even John Heyman. I can look up John Heyman's profile right now and just go through his, his timeline. And just throughout the day, I'm just trying to see, go back and see what he talked about. Oh, okay, my bad, so... Heyman did mention the Washington Nationals, so this is pretty much on Mark Feinsand here. It looks like a bad look for Mark Feinsand, saying that, oh, well, let me see where the actual tweet was. Cruz is close to a decision, and it's down to the Dodgers and the Padres. That was tweeted at 10.41 a.m. Pacific time today. And now it's 8.18 p.m. as I'm, you know, talking to you right now and he did not go to either one of those two teams so fine sand sources obviously weren't correct there maybe they were correct at the time and things just totally shifted to the Washington Nationals Um, but this feels like another Ken Rosenthal type moment here does it not like Ken Rosenthal obviously with the whole Max Scherzer trade Padres are close to acquiring Max Scherzer and then he ends up not going to the Mets or whatever. He ends up going to the division rival Dodgers. And that was just one of the worst moments of last season. There were many, unfortunately, in the second half of that season. Um, but it's like, how many more, you know, as a Padre fan, with all these reports and all these false reports now, in terms of even just this one free agent frenzy that's supposed to be happening, you know? And it looks like it's happening. Like Nelson Cruz is the biggest free agent signing, I think, you know, post-lockout so far. 
You had Carlos Rodon with the Giants and all that. But, uh, yeah, it's this is a tough one. You know, with the Rosenthal-Scherzer thing, that was wrong. And then the Nats thing with Fine Sand getting all of our hopes up, that's wrong. Uh, this this definitely stinks to be a Padres fan in this moment because Nelson Cruz, he would have impacted this team substantially. I mean, th- I was looking it up, and I'll go through this just talking about how happy I was, you know, when I saw this report from Mark Feinstein earlier this morning, in the morning, uh, talking about the Padres being that one of those two finalists for Nelson Cruz. I was right now at the lineup, him and Suzuki, because Kevin Acey said later today, uh, or earlier today, but later after that Feinstein tweet, that Cruz and Suzuki was plan A for the Padres, but then... Obviously, this plan A isn't happening now, but that got my hopes up too. Like, the Padres, they're really going for Nelson Cruz here. You know, like, if this is plan A, and it seemed like a good plan, right? You get rid of uh, Hosmer or a Myers $20 million towards the luxury tax this year, and instead you can put a Cruz contract and a Suzuki contract in there, and then that still gives you, like, seven, eight million dollars to go get a Tommy Pham or Andrew McCutcheon, someone off the bench like that, to make the team deeper and get them another outfield bat, which they need. Profar as the fourth outfielder is not the best option, in my opinion. And right now he is their third outfielder. He's their left fielder right now, still on the depth chart. The Padres have still yet to make a move as I'm talking right now. Um so you just wonder when are they going to make that move? But, I mean, I'll go through, like I mentioned, with that Padres lineup. Uh, and we'll show Johnny's comment here for anyone who is coming in. Obviously, yep, Nelson Cruz not going to the Padres. He's, or the Dodgers, like Mark Franstein is saying. He ended up going to the Washington Nationals on a one-year $12 million contract. Uh, but, again, I was so excited for this. I was talking about... A potential lineup and what the bench would look like um, and arguing back and forth with guys that didn't think Nelson Cruz is a fit here, which I think is absolutely stupid. Uh, people on Twitter talking about uh, one specific guy. I don't want to call him out because maybe his opinion changed now that Cruz is a Washington national and maybe now he's a little you know, jealous of the nationals or he's like, dang, that would have been nice to have him. Um, but this one guy on Twitter... Quote, I don't want him. I don't think he fits our needs, end quote. So doesn't fit our needs. What are you talking about? The guy has, I looked this up earlier today, with the exception of the shortened 2020 season, he's hit 32 plus home runs. 32, at least 32 home runs in each of the last seven seasons. He's expected to hit over 30 according to fan graphs in 2022. This guy might be over 40 years old, but he takes care of his body. He's still jacked. He's still hitting home runs. When you talk about power, I mean, he's hitting double the amount of home runs that Eric Hosmer's hitting, and he's getting one-year deals every year. Like, this would have been perfect. I'm a, I'm more in favor of that rotational DH. Like, it seems like reportedly what the Padres are leaning towards or what they were leaning towards yesterday, I'm in favor of that in the future. But for right now, I was in on Nelson Cruz because this is, it's a one-year thing. You could have had a mutual option as well. And I think 
Okay, so he got twelve million and essentially fifteen million from the Nats. So the the Nats weren't or the Padres weren't willing to go more than that. Like the Nationals don't seem like they're prime contenders right now. More than the Padres, definitely. More than the Dodgers, more than the Braves, more than the Mets. They don't seem like prime contenders. Steven Steven Strasburg, who knows about his health? Scherzer's obviously not there anymore. Patrick Corbin, yeah, they got the World Series out of it, but that contract doesn't look great. Ryan Zimmerman's retired. Juan Soto might want out at some point because the Washington Nationals aren't giving him the $400 million, $500 million extension offer that he wants. Who else is in their outfield? Like, So I just don't think that Nelson Cruz, and he this could be a Kyle Schwarber thing where he just, that was his best money offer, and then he gets traded at some point, uh, like Schwarber did when he signed at the Nationals last year, and then he got traded to the Red Sox, who were a contender. But in terms of the best winning choice for Cruz, I don't get that it's the Washington Nationals. Um, So I think it was a little puzzling. That definitely wasn't the team that I was expecting to end up making that move and end up, you know, that Cruz's landing spot. Um, But again, going back to my anticipation, like maybe we jump the gun on this, but when there's a reporter out there like Mark Feinstein that says, I mean, I'll look up his tweet, you know, word for word, but, you know, when he comes out earlier today and says that Nelson Cruz is coming down to the Dodgers and the Padres for his last two teams, you know, to make his decision, that's not a good look on fine sand. I'll share my screen here just to show the, the tweet. This was earlier today, 10.41 a.m. Pacific time. Nelson Cruz is close to making a decision, and it appears to be down to the Dodgers and Padres per source. And he ends up going to the Nationals. So, yeah, he totally struck out on that. That It's just another, it's another, definitely another punch in the gut if you're, you know, a Padre fan, just because... We saw this happen with the whole Max Scherzer thing last year. And so it's major flashbacks to that. And so, and it's definitely disappointing uh, because of how much you could have helped the team. Like, I'll go over the lineup that I was, you know, penciling in because Kevin Acey with the tweet earlier today about the Padres' plan A being Cruz, Suzuki, dropping either Hosmer or Myers' salary for this year just so it gives them more flexibility to go make another move. Uh, I mean, it would have worked out perfectly money-wise. And if that would have happened, I mean, my lineup would have been Tatis at shortstop, leading off, then C.J. Abrams. Because at that point, if you have Suzuki, you have Cruz, you're you're going all in. And if Abrams stayed healthy during spring training, game started on Friday, if he stayed healthy and he ends up continuing playing well, why would you, I mean... Maybe at some point, I guess you could be cautious and not bring him up immediately. But, I mean, Tatis was brought up immediately in 2019. And I know you can maybe say it was different circumstances but in comparing to Abrams. But look at what Tatis did in 2019. <clears throat> I know he got hurt. 
But, like, at the same time, he was having a great start to his Major League Baseball career in 2019 before that hamstring injury when he was trying to do the splits, trying to get that out, that force out at second base against, believe it or not, the Washington Nationals uh, in D.C. So I would have went for it and had Tatis leading off at short, Abrams at second, batting second. Then you have Manny, Nelson Cruz, D.H., fourth, Cronenworth hitting fifth, Suzuki in right field hitting sixth, Myers in left hitting seventh, Austin Nola catching, hitting eighth, and then Grisham having that second leadoff hitter, and he's a lefty, so it's not like you're even going back-to-back, right-hander, right-hander, back-to-back. You're just having Grisham bat ninth and center. So I thought that, I mean, I was dreaming of this potential lineup, you know, and I thought that would be a really good lineup to contend with the Dodgers and all that. And now the Padres can still contend. I'm not saying that they can't because the Dodgers didn't get him as well. Now, we'll go into more on what this means for the whole NL West and the Dodgers and all that because potentially this could end up even being worse for the Padres that the Dodgers didn't get Nelson Cruz because we know that the Dodgers in 2020, when they were doing that universal DH, they were using it as a rest day, rotational, with Muncie and Bellinger and different guys you know, occupying that spot. And... Without without them getting Nelson Cruz now, they have more money to really go dedicate and go all out for Freddie Freeman. And Freddie Freeman is going to have a higher impact on the Dodgers, on any team, than Nelson Cruz would. Nelson Cruz doesn't play defense. Freeman's a great defensive first baseman. Freddie Freeman's probably a better overall hitter than Nelson Cruz is. Cruz might have more power sometimes, but Freeman did just win the MVP in 2020, right? Um Obviously, coming off the World Series, he's the best first baseman in baseball right now, in my opinion. And so the Dodgers definitely would have the the edge over the Padres in the first base department if we're still having Hosmer at first base. Um, so it, this could end up even being worse for Padres fans like myself and everyone in this chat and everyone watching and listening here. It could be worse, which really sucks to even imagine that the Dodgers use missing out on Cruz to go get Freddie Freeman. Now, you could say the same thing about the Padres and say, well, maybe this could be better. You know, maybe they end up using this more rotationally, like Kevin Acey was suggesting today. And because they're using rotation for DH and Tatis ends up getting hurt, hopefully you don't want that. Obviously, you don't want that to happen, fingers crossed. But obviously, he didn't get the shoulder surgery. And maybe if he gets hurt sometimes this year or someone else does, you can use him even if he's hurt in that DH spot where you're just minimizing that risk. You don't have to go send him to the outfield or something like last year. So maybe it's a benefit that they don't have Cruz holding that DH spot because that's the position that he is. He's a DH. Um, So you could spin it positively, I guess, for the Padres as well. You know, it gives them more money to go after Suzuki or Bryant, right? You're not spending $12 million, $15 million essentially on Cruz. You can have $15 million of, what, $20 million left under the competitive balance tax threshold, that $230 million, to go get an outfielder. And that's where it, you, miss it, you miss out on Cruz. Now, you know, the big question, what do they do now? Right now, your full focus should be on an outfielder, on a power-hitting outfielder. And for me... 
I'd rather have Chris Bryant than Seiya Suzuki, but it's right now it's a two-man race. It's Seiya Suzuki and Chris Bryant. You need to get one of the two. Now that you missed on you missed out on 30 plus home runs with Nelson Cruz, you have no option but to get one of those power hitting outfielders who will have value because they play the field every day, especially Bryant with the versatility, can play essentially every position. And with Suzuki, can play left, can play right, has the power, and hopefully, you, I mean, you'd think he'd adjust better than Tossan Kim would to Major League Pitching, but you never know. Um, but my focus would be on one of those two guys. You can bring up Nick Castellanos all you want, but I think that has overpaid written all over it. I think that's $30 million a year written all over it when you could use that money to have $15 million a year on Suzuki or 20-something million. I was looking on fan graphs in terms of value. Over the last three years, Bryant on average is like twenty less than $25 million per year. You could use that there um, and still be under if you make a move, if you're willing, if someone's willing to get that Myers contract or Hosmer somehow. Uh, again, the odds of that happening are low in terms of Hosmer's deal. Um, but right now, you're focused. You need to be on those two outfielders, Suzuki or Chris Bryant, in my opinion. Because the DH positions, the remaining DHs aren't anywhere near on the same level as Nelson Cruz. There's no one, there's no DH out here that's going to get you 30-plus home runs, you know, slam dunk almost. Chris Davis, you look on spot track. Chris Davis, he's 34 years old. He's not the same player he was. Yeah, you could make the case that Bob Melvin's the manager and you could catch something, lightning in a bottle or something with Chris Davis. But I'm not, I wouldn't be all in on him. A lot of strikeouts there. Albert Pujols, I mean, my, my tweet about him, you know, his slow speed, if you saw that on Twitter, a lot of people like that. I mean, he's slow. He's 42 years old. I mean, my goodness. Uh, I mean, it's Albert Pujols. He's still a great talent, and he still played pretty well for the Dodgers last year. But it seems like he'll go back to, like, the Cardinals or something and just end his career there. Jorge Soler is another option. I think that's a good option. But maybe because Cruz now goes to uh, the Nationals and the Brewers probably are still looking for a DH, us, the Dodgers. I don't know what the Giants are going to do there. Maybe Soler's value increases now, and he gets a multi-year deal. I don't want to overpay for Jorge Soler uh, off of you know, a good postseason. I don't want to have to overpay just because he had a good postseason. So I, I think because the option, the Nelson Cruz option, is so... F- I mean, there's no Nelson Cruz available now in free agency, DH-wise. But you can get that power in the outfield, in left field for power. And I think that's where they need their focus to be. Also because he plays every day. You could always resort to that backup option of having a rotational DH. That's always an option. Um, As a fallback, like the Padres, like Kevin Acey was mentioning. Um, But you don't want to have a rotational left fielder. You don't want Jerks and Profar to be your left fielder. And I don't want Tommy Pham to be the left fielder if they have to bring him back on a one-year deal and all of a sudden he's the left fielder. I don't want Jorge Alfaro being the left fielder when his primary position is catcher. 
you know, I, I don't, I don't want to see that, especially with the high hopes that we've had and Peter Seidler's willingness to spend money. All, all that AJ Preller can come up with is in-house options or bringing back Tommy Pham. I mean, I like Andrew McCutcheon, but I think he's better also as a, a, a fourth outfielder. So, I mean, I, there's, there's no doubt. I think that just in terms of competition and keeping pace with the Dodgers and the best power-hitting guys out there, the best guys out there are Suzuki and Bryant for what the Padres need. No, There's no Nelson Cruz DH-wise out there. Outfield needs to be their top priority, in my opinion. Uh, if you want the lineup to look anything like that lineup I was talking about with Tatis, Abrams, Manny, a DH, Cronenworth, Suzuki maybe still in play, Myers, Nola, Grisham, Suzuki was in San Diego today, um, so it seems like this morning he was in San Diego still visiting uh, Yahoo Japan or whatever. They were reporting that Suzuki met with the front office. I saw a picture that Preller was still in San Diego, came back from being in Arizona, I think, earlier this week. So obviously they met. There's interest there. I think that Suzuki's... Number one bidder is probably the Padres, the team most serious about him, just based on things that we've seen. Uh, And that's where their attention needs to be, him and Chris Bryant, in my opinion, like I mentioned, Uh, especially missing out on Nelson Cruz. Suzuki still is going to give you bang for your buck, I think, in terms of power numbers and not being $30 million a year like it feels like Nick Castellanos would be. I think Bryant would be a little less than that. Uh, because he didn't have as great of a year as Castellanos did last year. So that's where we are right now. Again, this kind of sucks right now. This, this isn't something that I was envisioning. Now, it, the positive with Cruz going to the Nats, obviously, is he's not going to the Dodgers. And it felt like, according to Mark Feinsand, that it was either going to be joy for us, kind of like a Max Scherzer situation. It was going to be joy or we were going to hate Nelson Cruz, but now it's none of them. Like, you're not joyful if you're a Padres fan because Cruz isn't on your team, but you don't hate him, at least I don't, because he's going to the Nationals. Like, yeah, it's in the National League. Maybe the Nats make the playoffs or something, or he hits home runs at the regular season against us, but it's not like he's going. We're not playing him 19 times a year and him hitting a home run off you, Darvish, uh, at Petco Park. Like, we're not seeing that. Hopefully, um, and obviously we're not seeing that 19 times a year in those Dodger Pottery matchups. So that is, from the optimistic viewpoint, there you go. Uh, let's try to get some of these comments here. If he went to the Nats, that tells you the level of true interest from contending teams. What, that there isn't, that the there wasn't huge interest in contending teams? I don't really buy that. I think maybe maybe the Padres weren't willing to offer Cruz that second mutual option year and the Nationals were and that's where he that's what he wanted to take. Who knows? Maybe they didn't want to give him 3 million dollars of a buyout. Maybe they their first that first year deal offer was less than 12 million. It wasn't in total 15 million minimum uh, which you thought, you know, there were rumors that it was going to be like $13 million in total, which is what he was going to get. 
but 15 million it looks like because of the interest, the reports that were out there. Maybe the Nationals felt like they needed to give him more because of those Dodger Padre reports that were out there. So, I mean, maybe there's something to that, but I think contending teams were interested. And the Nats could be a contender. I don't want to say that they're not going to be a contender, but they're not top five contender, in my view, in the National League. Padres, Dodgers, I'd put the Giants in front of them. I'd put the Mets, the way they're spending money, I'd put them in front. I'd probably put the Cardinals in front of them, to be quite honest. So, I mean, obviously the Braves. So, it's a weird move. It's not a move that I was expecting. Let's go to Andrew here. I'm glad they didn't sign Nelson Cruz. Pods need the DH spot to rotate, guys. Like I mentioned earlier, yeah, uh, Cruz can't play the field, so if there's injuries that happen, this could end up being a blessing in disguise. But, I mean, let's be honest. Would you rather have 30-plus home runs in your lineup at DH, or would you rather have Jorge Alfaro as the DH? You know, when Tatis and Manny and Jake and all those guys are in the field. I'd rather have Cruz. So maybe this comment will hold, you know, ring true and be correct sometime during the season when injuries occur. But if you're just looking lineup talent-wise, you go down the lineup, having Nelson Cruz's name in there is definitely a more appealing option than having a rotating DH, in my opinion. I think the stumbling blocks are still Hosmer and Myers' atrocious contracts have to drop them first at least one. They didn't have to. I don't think they had to drop one of them to get Cruz. I think maybe they they really know that they're going to get Seiya Suzuki, and so instead of going all in on Cruz, they're they're like, hey, we're going to get power anyway with Suzuki, so it's all right if we let Cruz go to the Nationals. Uh, but I think in terms of signing one of these two players, you didn't need to drop one of these contracts. I don't think you needed to drop either of these two contracts to get these guys, to be quite honest. What, so Suzuki AAV is going to be probably less than $15 million, and Cruz was $15 million. So that makes up $30 million there. So I, I get they'd be over the luxury tax. But you can still make moves. Maybe you do dump some contracts, some relievers, uh, and you bring up Kevin Kevin Copps in the bullpen, someone like that, who we talked to on the podcast uh, earlier this month. Or So there were options. I think definitely unloading a Myers or a Hosmer contract creates more flexibility. That's obviously why that's, that was part of their plan A. But I think, especially getting one of those two, Suzuki or Cruz, Suzuki's obviously still an option, but getting Cruz, you didn't need to drop one of them. You, you had them. You had the room. You still had like $20 million less. You definitely had $15 million under the threshold. So, yes, those two contracts are barriers, but in terms of getting one of those guys, you didn't need to drop one of them. At, at least right now. Uh, Nando 390. Padres are like my wife. They suck. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sorry that that's your relationship with her. Um, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't think the Padres suck. They're a contender. Just because, just because they didn't get Nelson Cruz, I mean, they're still a good team. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I'm pissed off they didn't get him, but I'm not going to say that they suck. I mean, Seiya Suzuki is still an option. So, hope that relationship gets better, man. Um, it's just sad. Friar's just sad. Hopefully, Pods figure it out. Preller does... It's not like they went into it with only plan A, right? I mean, you'd better hope they have a plan B. Uh, Nelson Cruz, they knew that there was a possibility that, they were gonna go, that he was going to go to the Dodgers. Now, if that means that was a possibility, obviously another team was probably a possibility. They probably knew more than we do uh, what Cruz needed and his offers and all that. So, look, it's sad, but the Padres, I'm confident that they will figure it out somehow. Maybe it's a rotating DH, but I feel like they will get a power-heading outfielder. One of those big three seems like they're going to get now, especially that they missed out on Cruz, because there's no excuse. They have to. They need that 30-plus home run guy, at least, in the lineup. DH options here, Soler and Jock Peterson would be nice, or Jock Peterson. Adam, yeah, you're right. Um, I talked about Soler. Peterson is another option, but I wouldn't be so... I, I mean, I'd like him maybe as a platoon outfielder, like with Myers or something like that. I'd be open for that. Be the fourth outfielder. Um, but he's more a platoon guy. I don't think he's an everyday DH guy. I don't see him as that. Where Soler, maybe... Um, I haven't I, I haven't looked at the splits too much specifically on that. Um, but those two are options. Peterson can obviously play the field. Soler can a little bit, but he's more of a DH guy. So those are options. Soler is definitely an option. They could go that route. Um, but again, it's so disappointing that... I mean, look, Soler and Peterson are not on the same level that Cruz is. Adam says... Solera looking for a three-year deal. Okay, so if that's the case, then no. I'd say no for Solera. I'm not giving Jorge Solera three years off of a good postseason. I'm not doing that. Kind of like a Schwarber thing. Schwarber's another DH option. I like Schwarber as a hitter. I like him on a one- or two-year deal maybe, max. But I don't want to give him three, four-year deals, 70 million, like I saw the predictions on MLB Trade Rumors were. I don't want to give that. I want that to be a rotating position long-term. I was all-in on a one-year deal, and I still will be. If it's a one-year deal for, like, Jorge Soler or something, sure. I was all-in on Cruz for one year. Again, because of the level of power that he has, the talent, there is no Nelson Cruz, in my opinion, left in terms of DH-only guys. And the Padres obviously missed out on that. Adam again, Suzuki was in San Diego, I think, the whole weekend, so it's a good sign. My guess is that AJ and the owners talk with Suzuki and his agent. That's what Yahoo Japan said, whatever you want to take that as. Uh, They said that Suzuki was in San Diego. They met. There was some rumor they took BP at Petco. I don't know if that's true. But he has been in San Diego, and he's not here just on vacation. He's definitely meeting. Um, So... Suzuki, I think, is the guy they want. He was part of that plan A that Kevin Acey was talking about. 
And I can look up that tweet for anyone that missed that. While I'm looking that up, yeah, so this is episode 124, Talking Friars Podcast, live on YouTube. Um, yeah, Kevin AC's latest, still seek offensive upgrade, watch Nelson Cruz go to the Nats. Still looking to deal Hosmer and Myers, which we'll get to a little bit. Okay, here is his tweet. Before we go, this episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Cheese Steaks and Subs. Poway, or it's not Poway, excuse me, Sports Arena, uh, Point Loma locations located at Peco Park down the third baseline, upper deck as well. Great cheese steaks, so you can go there, gaglionbros.com to find their locations, addresses, and all that. So here is Kevin Acey, his tweet. This was earlier today. Uh, let's see here. It seems plan A is say Suzuki in the outfield, Nelson Cruz at DH, and unloading one of the big contracts. Suzuki has always appeared to be number one on the wish list among top available outfielders. So this isn't a surprise in terms of Suzuki. Obviously, like I just mentioned, he's in San Diego, at least as of this morning. Cruz, obviously, that's not an option now. So what's plan B? What's plan C? You know, I have not read his San Diego Union Tribune piece that he just put out because I'm live right now. But we'll see um, what their plan B is. If anyone that's listening has read it, let me know in the comments what he said. Plan B was, if he did say, mention what Plan B is. I'd assume that it still involves Suzuki. You know, they probably had hypotheticals during the 99-day lockout, talking about um, if Cruz goes elsewhere, is and Suzuki still available? Okay, what are we going to do DH-wise? That's just the way that, you know, they roll, so... AJ Preller's a smart guy. He's going to have backup plans. What are we doing with Kim? Uh, right now, he's probably still the same role as last year. You'd think that they still are going to try with Hosmer, with Michael Berdar as the new hitting coach, and have him at first, Jake at second, Tatis short, Manny third, and then Kim can come in pinch hitter or defensive replacement. If they deal Hosmer... Kim probably would slot in as the second baseman. C.J. Abrams could come up then um, sometime before the All-Star break, maybe. Best case scenario for me, at least. Unless they're going to totally go for it, pull in 19 Tatis and bring him up uh, on opening day if he plays really well in spring training like Tatis did in 2019. So that's a possibility. But I think Kim starts the year as that second base option if Hosmer is not the starting first baseman. Kim does look jacked, by the way, for anything, for any uh, people that have seen those photos, I think at an airport or something earlier this offseason. So that's what's up with Kim. Uh, if Preller doesn't fill it's at least some of these holes, I'm going to be sad. Well, look, he has to. He has no option. He's been, this is his seventh season here. He's made the playoffs one time, and it was in a shortened season, and they didn't get past the NLDS. Um, you know, not making any moves to the rotation definitely hurt last year. 
at the trade deadline. That, I think, hurt uh, how Padres fans look at him. I still have the Believe in Preller shirt and all that, so I'm still a big fan of him. I know he worked his butt off, always on his phone, always looking to improve, always has these out-of-the-box ideas. That's part of the why I'm still optimistic, because Bryant's still there, Castellanos is still there, Suzuki is still there, Soler is still there, Schwarber, if they want to go ridiculous with AAV on a one- or two-year deal, he's still there, um, Conforto's still there, although I'm, I'm not that high on him, but he's still out there. So there's still options there. He's going to sign one of them, I think. There's no way that you just go in here with Jorge Alfaro, Jerks, and Profar as your left fielder. There's no way. And with this roster that he has, starting rotation-wise, bullpen looks healthy more now. Uh, there's no excuse. They have to make a post the postseason with three wildcard teams. So four teams could come out of the NL West. You know, if last, because last year of how great the NL West was, three teams would have came out. Um, having that additional wildcard team, there's definitely no excuse. You definitely have to make the playoffs. But I, I'm, I'm confident he'll fill one those holes. All of those positions are in the free agents right now, dwindling, dwindling away. Maybe a little bit, but they're not really dwindling away when you think about it. Like I mentioned, Castellanos is still available. Chris Bryant, still available. Say Suzuki, still available. Michael Conforto, still available. So there's still guys out there. Andrew McCutcheon, Tommy Pham. I know these aren't, you know, all of, these aren't like the biggest names, but while they're dwindling a little bit, they're not really dwindling. So I kind of agree, but I also disagree with that point. If he thinks about trading Myers and getting Castellanos, uh, if you look at his away stats from Cincy, we will just be getting another Will Myers. Yeah, I've seen that comparison. His his splits are not pretty. Home and road with the Reds, obviously. The Reds is known as Great American Small Park uh, just because of all the home runs that go out of there. Um, so it's definitely easier, kind of like a course field thing. It's just easier to hit home runs there. Your offensive numbers are going to be better. But I think Castellanos is still a better player than Myers. You know, especially right now, I feel like Castellanos is in the middle of his prime. Myers, you could still make the argument that he is because he's still relatively young. He's athletic and all that. But I think Castellanos is still a better player than Myers. But I do see what you're saying with the Padres getting another will. Uh, let's see here. Is CJ ready? CJ Abrams ready? His injury wasn't the greatest timing. Yeah, that's what's going to hold him back. Like, I'd be such a proponent proponent for having him lead off, you know, especially from last year. They definitely, he, he's an option. If there wasn't the injury, and I think that's definitely, that's definitely an option. So, look, CJ, if he's healthy, yes, you'd bring him up. But if if he's because he's not healthy, look, that's it's hard to see him come up without those at bats. Let's see. 
I have hope for AJ too. I think. Look, he has he has all of these options. There's a, he has a lot of options. There, it's not Nelson Cruz like I mentioned, but he has options. Dodgers coming in hot for Freeman, Soler. I don't know about Soler, Freeman. Yes, uh, losing Seager definitely gave them some flexibility. How many years will Suzuki get? It's been rumored maybe five years, four years. I think it'll be longer than Hassan Kim's contract. I think it'll be $12, $15 million a year. And so that definitely fits in the Padres' luxury tax room that they have, which is like $15, 20000000 million, depending where you look. Track has him $20 million, I think, of room for the Padres. Uh, we can still try and get Castillo... Since the Reds are on a fire sale. Yeah, I mean, they just traded Sonny Gray to the Twins today. Uh, they did get back good prospects. But, uh, yeah. They were... They went, like, all in. Getting Castellanos and Sonny Gray and having Luis Castillo. And Joey Votto playing well. And Eugenio Suarez and all that. And it didn't work out. They stopped hitting, essentially. Uh, they traded Rocio Iglesias, I think, at the deadline last year. I think... Look, starting rotation, especially losing Cruz tonight to the Nats, starting rotation's not is that can't be the priority. Priority is getting an outfield power bat, getting power in that lineup. Castillo would be good, but again, that would be a trade. You'd have to give up prospects, and you have that deal already. It seems like with Nick Martinez, so that's five guys there: Darvish, Musgrove, Snell. Uh, Clevenger and then Martinez. You have Paddock coming back. You have Weathers, Morahone. Gore looked great his first backfield outing. Again, I'm not going to take too much from that. That's that next question here. Mackenzie Gore, big league ready. I'm not going to say that yet. He hasn't faced major league talent in spring training games yet. And he couldn't even make it through major league spring training innings last year. So until he does that, I mean, he has to do that and a lot more. I'm not, I'm not just going to say that oh, I'm, I believe in Gore now just because he was throwing 99 and getting out minor league players on a backfield with no one with no fans in the stands. I'm not willing to say that yet. Let's see here. Dodgers seem to be in on the same deals we are. They're going to make us overspend because we're rivals. Evil bastards. Look, look, we're both contending. We're both, we're both gonna be on the same in on the same players because we're both trying to win. We're both trying to add power to the lineup and improve our offense. I don't think it's the Dodgers saying, "Ooh, the Padres are in on this guy. Let's go steal him." Is that a, is that a good effect? Yeah, sure, but that's not that's not their reasoning for it. Like last year, for example, with Max Scherzer. Were they motivated seeing that the Padres were close, according to Ken Rosenthal, which ended up being wrong because they were never close? Uh, yeah, they were probably more motivated, but they were in on Scherzer not because of the Padres. They were ultimately in on Scherzer because they were trying to go win a World Series, and with Trevor Bauer gone and you know, with all the sexual assault stuff that he was going through there, um, they needed another starter. Dustin May got hurt. They needed another starting pitcher. It didn't work out for them, you know, gladly as a Padre fan. Uh, but 
it was not the Padres are not the the big motivation there. They would have still made the playoffs, I think, even without Scherzer, to be honest. I really want to believe in Preller, but there's a part of me that's scared. He won't do anything. He's not going to do any, not do anything. He has no option. He has to do something. You're not having jerks and profiles. You're starting left fielder. You can have a rotating DH, like I mentioned earlier, but you're not having jerks and profile as you're starting left fielder. That will be a, a huge, huge disappointment and a knock on Preller uh, here in San Diego if he does not make a move and get Suzuki or Brian or Castellanos or even Conforto. Why isn't the Nick Martinez deal official yet? Thought they signed him before the lockout. Yeah, it should be a slam dunk. That's what AC said a couple days ago on the radio. Um, I think it's pending a physical still. I don't know where the heck Nick Martinez is. Is he on Mars or something and can't come get a physical? I don't know what's up with that. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I I don't know why. You'd think that that was like going to be a Thursday, Friday night type move. Right after the lockout ends, you bring Nick Martinez in for a physical. He passes it, and there you go. Are there complications with the physical? Can they not get a, a, a freaking physical somewhere? Like, I, I don't know. Uh, as a Dodger fan, Gore is 1,000% a bust. Well, you're a Dodger fan. That's why you're saying he's a bust. So how about you go screw off? Um, no, he's, he's not a bust yet. There's a new pitching coach, Ruben Niebla, coming in. And Padre fans, we're not going to give up on Gore yet. He just topped, He just hit 99 in his first session You know, at spring training. He has a shortened arm delivery. He looks good. A new pitching coach who's had a history of developing pitchers through that Cleveland organization with Shane Bieber and Bauer and Kluber. And Cal Quantrill took a good step forward last year. He has a history of working with these younger guys. So no, he's not a bust yet. So um, sorry, he's not. Hopefully he comes and strikes out Mookie Betts and Max Muncy this year. Say Suzuki's latest IG story shows someone in Padre shirt taking BP. Oh, really? That's interesting. I did not see that. I need to go look at that. Let me see here. Okay, yeah. He's taking batting practice. This was posted 40 minutes ago on his Instagram story. Trans translation, he had some Japanese stuff on there. Move and break. Wonder what this move is all about. Swinging so hard for words. Is he talking about the Nelson Cruz deal? And maybe he's thinking about not coming to the Padres because they didn't bring in Nelson Cruz. I don't know. I'm not going to put words in his mouth. But yeah, that is interesting. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, yeah, he is. I think maybe because he's in San Diego, maybe they had a private workout or something. So that maybe that's what that is. Dodger fan, tell your team to lay off of the guys we go after. Yeah, exactly. Worry about your own self. Don't go after Freeman then. Why Why would we go after Freeman? We, yeah, that's... Yeah, we made a bad deal with the Hosmer and we can't go after Freeman now. I, okay. 
You guys can go after Freeman all you want. Go ahead. He's a great player. If you guys get him, that'll make you guys better. Go ahead. Even so, a lot of question marks still on our rotation health-wise. Yeah, there is. Um, look, Clevenger coming back. He said he was 100% better than he felt before the injury. Um, you know, Musgrove stayed healthy last year, but Snell coming back from an injury. I'm not so worried about him. That was a groin injury. That wasn't really like a, a real pitcher injury. I'm not too concerned about that. I'm more concerned with Darvish and his back. How is that going to hold up? Paddock with his arm, the UCL. How's that going to hold up? Um, so those are the bigger guys that I'm worried about. I'm not worried about Musgrove. I'm not really worried about Snell too much. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. There are questions, but on paper, they're the best rotation in baseball, even with the Mets bringing in Chris Bassey yesterday. Uh, I honestly was not that big on Cruz. Sure, he's good, but damn, his stats in Tampa were not that good. I understand, uh, but that was the first time I believe that he was traded midseason. His hard hit rate was still pretty good. Um, his numbers were down, but look, he's still not 12, 15 million good. I don't agree with that. He's definitely worth that. This guy's hit 30 home runs every year for the last seven full seasons. He's worth it. When he has that track record, it's like you, you pretty much throw age out the window. Oh, here we go. Another Say Suzuki development. Breaking news here from Dennis Lynn. Say Suzuki visited with you, Darvish, and his family before the pitcher left for Arizona. So that was the Darvish picture, probably. Suzuki worked out. For the Padres at Petco Park over the weekend, sources tell The Athletic, the rest of his travel itinerary is not known. Suzuki has less than three weeks to reach a deal with a major league team. Okay, so it confirms what we kind of knew, that they met with Darvish and all that. Um, that's interesting. Let's see here. So, yeah, that that's interesting. That's Again, him meeting with the Padres isn't really news. That's something that we already knew about and figured. Um, so that's not really news. We knew he met with Darvish because he posted a picture about it. Let's see here. So, yeah, that's the latest developments about Say Suzuki, we'll continue talking about him tonight, right now. Uh, because, like I mentioned earlier, this is the guy that they need to turn their attention to, him and Chris Bryant, because he's the guy, money-wise, that fits, even if you have Hosmer and Myers under contract. So, yeah. Um... Any more questions here? I'd rather do Hassan Kim on DH and give him time than spend that money that is insanely needed for the outfield. Well, I don't want Hassan Kim being DH. He's not a power hitter. If you're going to rotate DH, I think Jorge Alfaro is probably a choice there. I think Camposano is a choice there. I think Hosmer's a choice there if they want to move him off first base because he sucks defensively. 
now. He's not that gold glove guy that he was. He has a negative defensive war at first base now. So, I mean, I, I guess. Hassan Kim might be an option. But, no, he's not my first option at DH. Makes sense. If I was an owner of the team, I would look at my rivals' weaknesses and holes and make them work hard to achieve them. Yeah. Are you talking about the Padres and Dodgers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be a coincidence. It's a good chess move to keep your rivals from giving getting a solid foot. I'm sure the Dodgers know the Padres' holes. Of course they do, because it's their job to. They're rivals. They're in the same division. That's the pod, That's the Dodgers' main competition is us going into this year, it seems like. Dodgers got that money to bluff at times if they want to. Yeah, but I think they're in on Freddie Freeman. They didn't They didn't spend that money on Corey Seager, I think, because they knew that Seager is not Freddie Freeman. I think they're willing to spend the money on Freddie Freeman. This isn't true, is it? Is this true? Where's the passing tweet? I don't, I don't see no passing tweet. No, I don't see anything. All right, that's a troll. That's not true. Nick to SD. No, there's nothing about Castellanos on Passon's account. The last thing was him retweeting Nelson Cruz and the Nats have agreed to a one-year $15 million deal with the $12 million in 2022, $3 million uh, given to him if they don't, if the club doesn't exercise that option for 2023. If we just get Suzuki and that's it, I would be disappointed. I mean, I'd be disappointed because of all the hype and because of the Mark Feinstein tweet saying that we were close to getting Cruz. It looked like we were at least in those final teams to get Cruz. And it was ob- it's obvious going into this offseason that, look, DH is what they need, DH and outfield. But if we get Suzuki, I mean, that improves the team. And the rotating DH isn't the worst thing. I think they could use that. I mean, Nomar Mazzara might be an option. Who knows? You know, he he's on a minor league deal with an invite to spring training. We'll get to that, by the way. That that kind of news pissed me off a little bit today with one guy that was not on the invitee list. Suzuki was eyeing properties in Mahala, hanging out with Darvish. Yep. That's what it feels like. That's, I guess, according to Dennis Lynn's report that Darvish met before heading to Arizona, where he reported today. Blake Snell has very good even years. He's due for a Cy Young this year. I like him as a back, uh, uh, bounce-back candidate. I don't know if it's really bounce-back because he had a great end to his season. He was pitching like the Blake Snell. That was in 2020 when he dominated the Dodgers in that World Series Game 6 before Kevin Cash made that dumb decision. So Suzuki is probably going to do the city rounds before he decides if he doesn't sign today. Yeah, I don't think he only is going to have a, a visit with the Padres. There's there's definitely other teams interested. 
Suzuki Rookie of the Year, maybe. I meant just to give Asan Kim some at-bats when he doesn't play the infield. So more rotating, yeah. Uh, but in terms of power, Hassan Kim's not the first guy you want at DH. Hopefully they talked him down if it is true. I don't know what you're referring, who you're referring to. What's up with Eddie Rosario? Not, I haven't heard much about him. He's another option. I think he's, refer, he's more of a rotating DH guy or a, a, a platoon guy, fourth outfielder type guy, kind of like how Jock would be. Wasn't Blake Snell a Cy Young? Yeah, he was. All right, so more more to the Padres stuff again. Nelson Cruz, you're just hopping in here to the Washington Nationals. A little depressing, definitely. Uh, more than a little depressing just because of that Mark Feinstein tweet. I'll just keep going back to it. Um, it definitely sucked. You know, seeing that, I mean, it's good news you didn't go to the Dodgers, but Obviously, you'd like having 30 home runs in your lineup for $15 million this year. That didn't seem like that was that big of a deal. Um, but let's see here. So referring back to Kevin Acey's Plan A thing, they can still drop a Hosmer or Myers contract, and they can still get Suzuki. So two-thirds of that plan can still be intact. It's just a matter of how they're going to fill that DH. Is it Schwarber? Is it Soler? Eddie Rosario? Uh rotating DH, how is that? Then obviously, do they end up getting Suzuki or do they pivot to like Chris Bryant? I think Chris Bryant and Say Suzuki, those are the two guys that they need to turn their attention to for the power. That isn't an overpay. Um, let's see here. I did want to talk about, in terms of Padres, we'll talk about some of the other Major League Baseball moves that were made today. Um, and I'll keep refreshing Twitter. If there's anything that comes up, let me know in the chat as well. Odubo Herrera to the Phillies. Okay, so we'll get we'll let's keep on Padres right now. We'll get to Major League Baseball moves today later. But Mark Fanstein did report earlier today. Padres aggressively shopping Hosmer and Myers. I had a little bit of a quick reaction video earlier today uh, about that. Now, with the whole Mark Feinstein and him being wrong and his sources being wrong about the Padres being, you know, the cruise sweepstakes coming down to the Padres and the Dodgers, they were wrong. You know, he was wrong about that. So I don't know how much it's accurate that they're aggressively shopping Hosmer and Myers. Maybe they're aggressively shopping Hosmer, but I'm a proponent of keeping Myers, especially with this cruise deal. Like, Myers is still, he can still give you power. You know, it's only one more year. He's the longest tenured Padre. Maybe this isn't, like, this isn't coming, like, totally just stat-driven. Maybe it's a little emotional. But he is the longest tenured Padre. You know, you want, I, 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 for some reason, I want him on this team in left or right field and give it one more go with Bob Melman as manager, a better chance than at winning the World Series, I think, on paper than they did last year. Obviously, assuming that Preller gets something in the outfield, um, they have a better chance. I think. I think you give it one more. You give it one more go, and if you lose them in free agency, you lose them in free agency. Like, what's the value that you're going to get back? Flexibility. Well, if you get rid of Myers, you better have an outfielder coming back because then, if you don't, you have 
not one, but two outfielders now you need to go get in free agency or by, by trade. There's been all the Brian Reynolds talk, which I talked about yesterday on yesterday's podcast, episode 123. Uh, but you'd have to give up C.J. Abrams, and I'm not giving up C.J. Abrams. He'll have six years in control. He's six years younger than Reynolds. Reynolds had his best year last year. It's going to be hard for him to repeat that. Yeah, he had over 20 home runs, but the Padres can get Suzuki and have Abrams still in their back pocket to come up and be the second baseman if they don't have Hosmer at first and you want to move Jake to, to first base. Look, giving away your top prospect. Well, look at look at what happened last time. The top prospect of the Padres was Fernando Tatis Jr. He was the untouchable. Abrams is untouchable right now. What happened with Tatis? He's the best player on the team, one of the best players in baseball, MVP candidate. He's just their best player, and Abrams can be that part of that core four with Manny, Tatis, and Jake Cronenworth when he comes up. He's a fi- he could be a five-tool player when he gets stronger. He's a four-tool player right now. He has the hit tool. He's a good fielder, has an arm, and he- he's speedy as heck. So I'm not going to give up Abrams for Brian Reynolds. So I I, I would... Stick with Myers for this year. but So, going back to Feinstein's report, aggressively shopping Hosmer and Myers. I could see it. I mean, they're aggressively shopping Hosmer, right? I mean, they've been doing that for a while now. Um, he has four years, $59 million left on the deal. That's why it's hard to trade him. And he has 10 and 5 rights next year after this season. So, that increases the urgency to get rid of him because... There's no way he's going to want to leave after this season because he knows that the Padres are going to be contenders. He wants to be on a contender. And why would a contender want to take on that contract when he's a replacement-level player and his defense stinks and he's getting older? He's not in his prime anymore. He is not the same player that he was on Kansas City. Why would a contending team in their right mind want Hosmer's contract? So you got to deal him this year, or else it's going to be hard to deal him. Uh, He has 10 teams that he can block. I don't know who those 10 teams are, Um, but look, if the Padres find a trade for him and they go to him and one of those 10 teams are on there, you still ask, hey, look, we have a trade here. I know it's on one of your 10 teams list, but is that still true? You know, and they're probably communicating with Scott Boris, his agent, on that. So we'll see. Uh, but he can opt out after 2022. That's laughable. That's not happening because he has $59 million left, including this season. There's no way he's getting that anywhere. You could go to Japan. He's not going to get that. Uh, for Myers, one year left, easier to trade, 2023 club option. Three, uh, $1 million buyout if the club does not take that option which is probably going to happen regardless if he stays or if he leaves and goes to another team. I think they'd restructure it and sign him to a one- or two-year deal, three-year deal, where it's just lower AAV because he just is not living up to that $20 million a year value. Um, So that's the fine sand report. You can believe it or not believe it because obviously he was wrong about Nelson Cruz. His sources were wrong about that. Uh, so believe it or not believe it. That's your choice. Um, the Padres welcome video on Twitter today. I did want to talk about that a little bit. You know, they showed 
they had some country music and they had players walking into the spring training facility. I think they had Gore, um, who else? Snell, Musgrove, Clevenger, Tatis. Uh, they had a bunch of guys on there, but obviously it was notable on Padres Twitter. People were saying in the comments, no Hosmer, no Myers. Uh, they weren't on there. And it's not a coincidence. The Padres, they know what they're doing. They could trade them at any moment, and they're not going to put them on the on the video. So you can maybe take something out of it because, like, maybe they didn't put them in the video because they know that a deal's lined up, but I don't think a deal's lined up. If Preller's aggressively shopping those two, that means he's trying to find a deal. There, isn't, there aren't people calling saying... We want Eric Hosmer. That's not happening. We might want C.J. Abrams, but they're in the same sentence as not, I want Eric Hosmer. Uh, the spring training broadcast schedule was announced. No more remote broadcasts. That's what's planned. Don and Mudd will be back. The scan, it looks like Friday. This Friday against the Mariners. 12 games are Padre, or 12 games in total. Seven are Padres, Bally Sports San Diego broadcasts. All are on the Bally Sports app. 97.3 The Fan with Jesse and Tony have every game on the radio like they always have had these last few years. Um, so that's the broadcast schedule. Padres non-roster invitees were announced. C.J. Abrams is on there. Kevin Copps, Jose Castillo, Nomar Mazzara, Trace Thompson, Clay Thompson's brother, former Dodger, former Giant, I think. Uh, Aaron Northcraft, former Pod, or he was on the team last year, Major League a little bit, Webster Rivas. Um, so they were all invited, but the one name that was not on there was Robert Hassel III. And that, I did not understand why the heck his name is not on that non-roster invitee list. He's not on the 40-man, so that's not why. And I don't think he's dealing with an injury. We saw pictures from Jerry Espinosa, I think is his name, he was taking pictures, and Hassel was in the outfield. He was He's in Peoria. He's at, in the minor league camp. So he's there. Uh, I don't know why he's not being invited. He was invited last year. He was playing out of high school with major leaguers in summer camp in 2020 before the shortened season. Robert Austin III is going to be a five-tool player, in my opinion. He's going. I think he's the center fielder, right fielder of the future in San Diego. And so it doesn't make, really make sense for him not to be invited to spring major league camp. Like, what? It doesn't hurt to bring your top prospect in to be in the same clubhouse as these major league guys. I don't understand that. Now, people on Twitter were pointing out that maybe there's a deal in the works, so maybe that's why he's not on there. But if there's a deal, that shouldn't prevent them from putting him on the non-roster invitee. If he's traded, he's traded. Okay, so he's not in Padres camp. It doesn't matter now if he was on the list or not. So that should not come into play. So I, I don't understand why they have him there yet. So Gil says Hassel will eventually be invited, maybe. I know they can add people, but again, he's their, he's a top three prospect, in my opinion, in their farm system. He, Abrams, and Gore. Now you have Camposano fourth, probably. Those guys are invited. C.J. Abrams was invited. 
Hassel, for me, is also untouchable with C.J. Abrams. That's how high I am. Uh, Kevin Charity was on the show a few weeks ago and was talking about Hassel as well. Like, I'm high on him. I don't understand. There's nothing to lose in inviting him to, to, to Major League Spring Training Camp and then eventually sending him down. Like, I don't understand why they don't have him there. That was puzzling to me. Um, so that's really the Padres stuff right now. We'll get back... We can get back to all your comments here. Try to go back to where we left off. Let's see here. Suzuki is probably going to go to the city rounds before he decides if he doesn't sign today. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Suzuki will get the rookie. Oh, we've already done these. I'm nervous that Hassel didn't get spring training invite. Hope that does not mean they're looking trading him. I don't think they should. Maybe I think teams are definitely inquiring. I think his name was out there with Joey Gallo last year, which I did not want uh, at all with all those strikeouts. And I, I'm just high on Hassel. I love him as a potential outfielder of the future. Again, six years of control when he comes up. He's expected to come up next year. And I brought this up with the whole Brian Reynolds thing. When people say, Ben, don't you want to win all the urgency and all that? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Robert Hassel III is going to impact this team scheduled next year in the prime window of contention. So the idea that keeping Hassel would not put your full effort towards winning right now, it's only one year away. C.J. Abrams, same thing with him. He's going to impact the team if he stays healthy and he still continues on this trajectory. He's going to be there this year at some point. So that notion that you know keeping these guys doesn't really make you, like, doesn't signal that you want to go all out and winning isn't really true. I just need more moves to the Padres. I want them to make moves. They need to make more than one move. They do and they will, whether that's a smaller move than we think. You know, we'll see. Um, but I think I think they're going to get one of those three big outfielders, Suzuki, Bryant, or Castellanos. Hopefully it's Bryant or, or Suzuki. And then we'll see where they go DH-wise and fourth outfielder-wise because they do need a fourth outfielder. I like Jerkson more as the utility guy because he can play infield, can play outfield, and all that. Bleacher Report said Potters are one of four teams in on Jansen. I don't know what Bleacher Report knows. They're not really known for baseball. They're more of basketball and football. So take that for what you will. Uh, I, I don't think they'll go get Jansen. He shouldn't be a priority. Relief help should not be a priority. I think they're good right now. I think you got to bank on health with Pomerantz and Lamette. Um, and you're getting Tim Hill back, Austin Adams. Again, the new pitching coach, I think Ruben Diablos should help as well. And you have Paddock if he doesn't make the rotation as an option there. You have more Hone coming back from Tommy John in the middle of the season as an option there. If Nick Martinez ends up being the five spot in the rotation, you have Ryan Weathers as another option there. You have Ray Kerr in that Adam Frazier deal before the lockout as an option. Uh, Kevin Copps will, I think, come up at some point. Golden Spikes award winner from the SEC, the best conference in college baseball, experience pitching in big games. I think he'll end up helping the bullpen. I don't think Jansen should be on their priority list. Oh, hi, Mom. Uh, still don't want the DH in the National League. Yeah, I've opened up to it. 
Yeah, Jim agrees here. No. I've up look, it's gonna make the Padres better. Like having Nelson Cruz in the lineup makes them a better team than seeing Blake Snow up there just go watch three pitches go by. Or have him swing and look like a little leaguer up there. Like I know it makes other teams better too, but the entertainment aspect, it's more entertaining. It is more entertaining um, to see a DH in both leagues. Yeah, they should still make the pitcher, pitchers hit 10-guy rotation. What are you talking about? There's not going to be a 10-guy rotation. Yeah, yeah, I know you're trying to have fun there, but that's just a dumb take. What's up with Olsen? Trade candidate. Um, who knows what the A's, if they're willing to take on Hosmer. Uh, but you'd think that's what would have to happen for the Padres. And then they'd have to give up Hassel or Abrams. So I personally wouldn't do that when it's only two years of Olsen. Uh, they have an all-star who could play first base in Jake Cronworth. And you can bring Abrams up early if you want to to play second. You have Kim there who looks like he's gotten stronger. And hopefully he adjusts to... Uh, big league pitching in his second year, so I'd be I, I wouldn't want to give up Hassel or Abrams for two years of Olsen. I might be on the minority of that, but that's kind of my thoughts there. I want Myers and left. I can see that with Suzuki and right. Yeah, makes no sense to move Will mathematically. Two outfielders that are at least decent will cost more than his backloaded contract. Maybe yes and no. It's only one year, so it's not really a backloaded contract. It's, he has one more year with the Padres, $20 million for the luxury tax. So it's just this this year. If they get Suzuki and Bryant, yeah, it would cost more. But it could cost less if they get rid of all of Meyer's contract in a trade and they bring in someone like a Jock Peterson on a one-year $7 to $10 million deal or Tommy Pham, someone like that. I'd rather just bring it out with Myers, have Myers come in, you know, come back and just for this year and just go with it. We're assuming they want Abrams. You still, you can still package Hassel. I don't want to give a Hassel or Abrams. Chances of the Potters bringing back Trevor Rosenthal, I don't think so. I mean, maybe midseason, but I don't think their focus should be on relievers. Uh, let's see. Still want Suzuki and Reynolds and get rid of Myers. I understand those people that want to get rid of Myers in favor of Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds was a six-win player last year, had over 20 home runs, which was more than what Myers had. And he's a good player, but that's going to end up giving up Hassel or Abrams, and I don't want to do that. I think you can have an outfield of Grisham, Myers, and Suzuki, and you can bring up Abrams later this year and have Hassel in your pocket for next year. I think that's a better option. At a smaller salary, by the way, than what Brian Reynolds would be. Maybe just maybe Hosmer comes back player of the year. Yeah, no, sorry. Dude has to be hurting inside with all the hate. Maybe he busted his ass to shut up the haters. Fingers crossed. Um, I mean, fingers... Yeah, you you want him to have a comeback year, but... Really? 
You really banking on that? I mean, this guy's a one-win player last year. He has, he has, he has, he's earned eighty million dollars, a base salary his first four years. Fangraph says he's earned four and a half million of that. They've wasted seventy-five plus million dollars on Hosmer. Yeah, he made it more appealing to come here, at least in twenty nineteen, for Manny. And and he had influence on bringing up Tatis early in 2019, along with Ian Kinsler and all that, uh, in Preller's office in Peora before they broke camp in 2019. But, no, I'm not banking on Hosmer doing anything. Maybe hot start, like he always does, but other than that, no. I like how you speak your mind no matter the comment. Hey, thank you. Yep, just... I'm passionate, and look, there's people that are going to have different opinions than I do, um, but I feel like I do my research, I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm talking about, and I like going back and forth. Uh, Let's see, Clev is one cool dude, OB guy all the way. I hope he does well as well, because they, remember they extended him like right before they announced he had Tommy John surgery, and so that was kind of like a loyalty thing, like... We believe in you, and so hopefully he, you know, pays that off this year. Because if he's the Mike Clevenger that we saw when he came over in that deal in 2020 before he got hurt, man, that makes the Padres' rotation a lot better. Uh, I already already addressed Olsen. Let's see here. If CJ isn't on the opening day roster... I'm going to light my hair on fire and start punching myself in the face. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of CJ, but maybe prepare yourself to start punching yourself in the face. I don't think CJ will be on the roster. A lot of things can change, but the injury that he had last year with the MCL definitely and the ACL definitely set him back. I think he starts in AAA, he gets more at-bats there, and then you move on. You go on from there. Hassel's athletic ability, speed, defense doesn't get talked about enough. I agree. I love him. Five-tool player potential. Reynolds is proven, more importantly, under control. Guess what? Abrams and Hassel would be under control for three more years than Reynolds would be. And while Reynolds is proven, look, CJ has... CJ hit really well and performed really well in spring training against major league talent last year. Hassel hang in, hung in pretty well in summer camp in 2020 against major league talent right out of high school. So I get that Reynolds is proven, but Abrams and Hassel, I mean, they're, they're, clo- they're as close as proven as you can get being in the minor leagues and being that young. How many bombs do you think Fernando can hit if he plays a full 162? I'm guessing 49 to 51. A full 162, I'd say around 50. I agree. But also I'd be, I'd, I think I'd lean more towards 45. And I know he was hurt a lot last year and you'd be like, well, he missed 30 games. You're going to say he's only going to have three more home runs if he's, you know, if he's healthy. But... With Tatis, I think, one, it's another year, so there's going to be more video on him. I think because of how good he is, I think teams are spending 
the whole lockout, probably just looking at video of all the strikeouts of him chasing pitches up and in and sliders low and away and saying, all right, this is how we're going to attack him. So with the video and how, you know, game plan wise and all that preparation wise, I think he'll have less than he had last year, even if he's healthy, to be honest. I hope not. Maybe 45. I don't know if he gets to 50. If we can put a skinny Tatis on the opening day roster at 19 years old, and then we can put a healthy 21-year-old physically maturing CJ somewhere on the field. Yeah, I agree. Are you friends with Hogg? He lost his... <laughs> about not signing Cruz. I still want to see what Preller does. I've been on Hogg's show. Um, I I don't know what he's doing. I have my own live stream right now. Again, I'm also disappointed that we didn't get Cruz because of the false hope, again, like Scherzer last year at the trade deadline, if we didn't have the false hope and it was he's going to the Nationals or the Dodgers all the way, or he's going to the Nationals all the way, or the Padres aren't interested, then I wouldn't be mad. But with Mark Feinstein saying, look, it's down to the Dodgers and the Padres, he's going to go to one of us, and you know, him saying in interviews that it would be an honor to flip to play for the Padres, and AC saying recently, I think today, earlier today, that they're, the Padres are interested in him. Look, it's disappointing because you felt like they had that upper hand. Myers needs to go. Myers is not a cancer in the locker room. Stop. He's not a cancer in the locker room. He doesn't smile. He doesn't like the swag chain nor the vibe that Tatis brings to the dugout. What are you talking about? Here, I'll pull up a picture right now of him last year embracing the swag chain. Here, here's this. I'll share my screen right now. Let's see here. Myers swag chain. Here's the video. He looks pretty pumped up right there with Tatis spinning the swag chain. What do you mean he's not liked? Yeah, he, he's liked and I think he's liked. Sorry, I don't agree with that viewpoint there. Um, let's see here. Abrams increased his physique and might have added more speed. If he had more speed, that's even more dangerous. My goodness, because he's fast. He might be faster than uh, Abrams. And increased his physique, obviously he's going to have to continue working on that. But if he does, he's a five-tool player. Reynolds at 900 OPS, 302 batting average, 24 bombs, 90 RBIs. Can't give a pass away Abrams for him, but we have to get Myers out of SD. He doesn't want to be here. Where are you getting that he doesn't where are you getting that Myers doesn't want to be here? He would have already asked for a trade if he didn't want to be here. What are you talking about? He loves San Diego. I don't where are you getting that from? That he doesn't want to be here, he doesn't like the club he's a cancer in the clubhouse. Where are you getting that from? Are you looking at a Dodger site or something? Sorry, man, that's not true. We need a good leadoff guy that would definitely help if Abrams can hurry up. I think Tatis, you're going to see him in the leadoff spot, maybe in the two-hole if Abrams does come up. 
I'd still put Abrams second and Tatis leadoff. Um, that's my ideal start of the lineup would be Tatis at short, leading off Abrams at second, hitting second, Manny, a DH, Cronenworth at first, Suzuki. In terms of this year at some point, uh, Myers, Nola, and then Grisham, that second leadoff here in center, batting ninth. Leave White Queso alone. Myers is okay. And my, not just in your book, Gil, in everyone's book, except that guy. I don't know what that guy's doing or what he's reading. Oh, Myers is like a fan favorite now. I mean, pod, real Padres fans, if you haven't embraced Will, then you're not a real Padre fan. Like, he wants to be here. He wants to win here. Hi, all. I am an autistic person and love my San Diego Padres. I love the Padres, too. Who would you package with Hosmer if you were Preller? I'd be willing to package Camposano first and then Gore. Not both, but one or the other. Um, If it takes, like... Now, it depends who they get back. If it's a Matt Olson or something, then maybe like a James Wood, if that's what it takes. I'd try to avoid that, but if that's what it takes, then okay. Um, but I'd rather package Camposano than Gore, especially with what Gore's doing right now. I don't want to give up him, give up on him yet. I don't want to give up on Camposano either, but we know that you're going to have to give up a top prospect. You just are. You're going to. Just checking Twitter here. I'm sure a lot of people are pissed off. I haven't even checked Twitter. I just went immediately live just to see what, or just to talk about this. Just seeing if there's any more reports. Astros intensifying talks to bring Carlos Correa back to Houston. His market got, it shrunk fast and again if you guys missed Dennis Lynn report say Suzuki visited with Hugh Darvish and his family before the pitcher left for for Peoria the two have the same agent Suzuki worked out for the Padres at Petco over the weekend so I guess that report that Suzuki was taking BP is probably true rest of his travel itinerary is not known I'd, I'd assume that he goes like to the Giants and talks to them any other team that's interested that's a contender uh, but it's real. If he's working out at Petco Park, meeting with the front office, spending multiple days in San Diego, the interest is real, and that's where the focus needs to be because they need power in the lineup. Him and Bryant, for me, are the two guys. Uh, but that seems like the latest updates Padres-wise right now. I feel like Preller will sign Suzuki and surprise us with another move. No to Castellanos. I mean... If they bring in Castellanos, I'm not going to be terribly mad. I think it would probably be an overpay. I'd rather have Suzuki or Bryant, so I'm not gonna, but I'm not going to say no to Castellanos. He was an all-star last year, uh, and he is like a 30-homer guy. I think, I think Suzuki, they're really serious on, like I just mentioned with him spending multiple days here and all that. I, I think he's, they're definitely serious. Surprise us with another move as a possibility in terms of the fourth outfielder spot if they do get Suzuki. Um, the DH as well. Is it rotating? Are you going to bring in Jock Peterson? 
Corey Solaire, are you going to spend big money on Schwarber? Because that would be a surprise. If that, that would qualify as a surprise. Um, let's see. Don't get me wrong. Abrams for me, untouchable, but Hassel. Uh, pretty much saying Hassel is not untouchable. I disagree. Myers swag fits perfect with Fernando. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Bob Melwin is going to get the best of our guys. I'm hyped. I'm hyped too. I'd just be more happy uh, if Cruz was in a Padre uniform instead of with the Nationals. I'm happier that he's with the Nationals not than I obviously would be if he was with the Dodgers, but I'd be more hyped if Cruz was playing for Bob Melvin, not Dave Martinez. Which players we add or don't add, Bob Melvin is our best offseason move. I agree a little bit there. Um, if they get Chris Bryant for me, I think that's a better move. Now, if you're saying that they stuck with Tingler and they bring in Bryant, then yeah, I'd say that opposed to that, that Melvin would be the bigger move. But let's say that they brought in Ron Washington instead of Melvin or they brought in another experienced manager. I think that, I mean, I'm big on Mo. I love Melvin. I mean, he's a player manager, all that, communicates well, knows how to win with limited resources. But if they bring someone like Chris Bryan in, former MVP, World Series champion, played well last year, um, I think that would be a big, slightly bigger move um, just because he's he's actually playing on the field. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. Bel- Bob Melvin was a huge move. Definitely was. All right, did want to get to the Major League Baseball moves before we kind of close this out here because it is 12.45 a.m. on the East Coast here. Um, let's see here. So Matt Strom went to the Red Sox earlier today. This is obviously Sunday, March 13th moves. Uh, one year, $3 million. Obviously, injuries last year. Padres weren't going to bring him back. Uh, hands are Alberto to the Dodgers. Infielder, club op- I believe a club option for 2023. Utility guy. Uh, they brought in Chris- they brought Chris Taylor back before the lockout too, so they have some more utility there. Adam Adovino to the Mets, one year, $4 million. He's better than his ERA. Uh, this makes the the Mets bullpen better. There are times where Ottavino has one bad outing, and that's where it like really tanks his ERA. Um, but that's a good signing for the Mets. Sonny Gray was the big trade of the day, traded to the minute, or it was the big trade until right. I think after the Nelson Cruz deal, there was another big trade involving Gary Sanchez and the Yankees, which we'll get to. So that was the bigger trade, um, but. This was a big one. Sonny Gray Jarrett traded to the Twins. Unfortunate for Reds fans, kind of like the A's, the same boat as the A's. Not really trying to contend, um, which is just kind of goes towards why the players were so passionate about wanting you know, that higher luxury tax and trying to expose those guys, the owners of, that aren't trying to win and Jeter stepping down from the Marlins because he wasn't going to be given the money that he was promised by Bruce Sherman before the lockout. So that's what's holding the game back, is teams are trying not to win. They got Bryce Petty, a good prospect back there. Cincinnati did. They have Hunter Green in that farm system. But Sonny Gray could have helped them maybe contend in that division. It's not really that strong of a division. 
Uh, but obviously he's with the Twins now. Sonny Gray might start opening day for the Twins. Um, good move for the Twins. They end up being busy today, and they end up acquiring Gary Sanchez to share catching time, I think, with Ryan Jeffers, maybe DH. Um, I'm surprised that the Yankees did trade uh, Gary Sanchez. Um, but the Twins are active. They, they are very active. They ended up flipping Isaiah Kiner-Falefa to the Yankees. So it looks like Kiner-Falefa will, will be the, the stopgap for shortstop before Anthony Volpe for the Yankees. Um, let's see here. Other moves. You mentioned Miguel Diaz going to the Tigers. Yep. Uh, I kind of liked him, maybe as an opener, but uh, I don't really... That doesn't... That's not that huge of an effect. Vince Velasquez went to the White Sox. Odubo Herrera to the Phillies. Uh, Velasquez, former Padre. That didn't work out well. Herrera back to the Phillies. Probably will be their center fielder. Tim LaCastro to the Yankees. One-year deal. Maybe that precludes them from getting bringing back Brett Gardner from like the 100th straight season. Um, Brad Boxberger, former Padre, back to Milwaukee on a one-year deal. Steven Souza to Seattle. And then the big deal, uh, other than Nelson Cruz to Washington, Josh Donaldson to the New York Yankees. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa to the New York Yankees in a trade. Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela to the Minnesota Twins. So the Twins are now a contender in the American League Central. They might be the front runner. Gio Urshela is a really good player, very good defensively, probably will be their shortstop. He was the Yankee shortstop, according to Aaron Boone earlier today, before that move was made. Uh, that's what Boone said at the press conference. Gary Sanchez probably get a DH there. And then Donaldson going to the Yankees. Uh, I'd assume he'd be their third baseman. Kiner Falefa can catch. But they probably will make another move there. I think Kiner Falefa, he settled in at shortstop at the Rangers last year, so that's probably where he's going to play. Again, I haven't really looked on Twitter a whole lot before I jumped on this live stream because it was big Padres focus, obviously, because it's a Padres podcast. Uh, but we'll see what they do with that catching position in the Bronx. Uh, but then, obviously, Nelson Cruz to the Nationals. One year, $15 million if you include the $3 million buyout if the club does not uh, pick up that 2023 option. The good news from this deal, like I mentioned earlier, is that Nelson Cruz is not a Dodger. But it sucks that he's not a Padre either because that's 30-plus home runs that would have been added to the lineup that now you have to go search for with, say, a Suzuki, someone like that. All right, back to the questions. Do you think we get Framil back with Myers? Um... I'd lean towards no, but maybe if the Padres include a prospect that really entices Cleveland, then maybe, because Cleveland, they're kind of in the middle. Like, I think they're going to try to contend because they still have Jose Ramirez. Um, They're still going to try to contend because they're in the central. I know the White Sox are like, you could have said, Ben, probably, you know, you're trying to react too much early on the Twins there with the at the AL Central. But the White Sox, I mean, they have a great bullpen, but the rotation took a step back last year. They lost Carlos Rodon um, to the Giants, which sucks for the Padres. And the Twins, meanwhile, are adding to their rotation, adding Urshela and Sanchez to that lineup that already includes Max Kepler. Um, so... 
and Byron Buxton, who's one of the best center fielders in baseball when he's healthy. So I, I'd say the Twins still, I'd put them as the favorite right now in that division. I think we could get Fran Mill if we deal Myers, but we have to give them a prospect. So we'll see if Preller would be willing to do that. Uh, let's see here. Chris Bryan over Nick Castellanos. Don't think either will happen. So you're going with the viewpoint that they'll get Suzuki. And I'm fine with that. I think it should be Bryant or Suzuki. So if closer is not a priority, who's closing most of our games? Whoever does better in spring training, I think that is the answer, yeah. I like Luis Garcia because I think you can't rely on Drew Pomerantz, can't rely on Denelson Lamet. Emilio Pagan gave up a million home runs last year uh, in September, three home runs in that one inning. Again, he can bounce back. I think I think they ride the hot hand going into the season. And then if they if he continues being hot like Melanson was last year, then that's going to be the guy. Don't forget about Robert Suarez as well. Kevin Copps is another guy when he comes up. Ray Kerr is another guy when he comes up. Uh, Ian Kennedy, the, the Diamondbacks, is that true? Yeah, Ian Kennedy, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks. So they're trying to build like a super back end of the bullpen with Melanson and Ian Kennedy, former Padres now, both in Arizona. So we might see Kennedy and Melanson in that opening series starting April 7th. Looks like a one-year deal, $4.75 million to Arizona. John Heyman reporting Astros have stepped up efforts to bring back Carlos Correa to the point where Jim Crane, the owner, is involved. So Correa's interest doesn't look like the Yankees are getting him because they traded for Kyner um, Falefa to probably be that stopgap at shortstop and Donaldson at third. So that's what looks like the latest on Twitter. What's up, Juan? According to last year, Rockies and Diamondbacks kick our butt, yeah. Myers does well against those two teams, though, so maybe you got to keep him there. Yeah, we all need to forget about last year. You can, for, you can remember April. That was a great start, Musgrove with the no-hitter and all that. Remember Camarena and the walk and the comeback with Grisham's walk off there. There were some good memories. The Tatis five home runs in three games off Bauer and Kershaw and Dustin May on Sunday night baseball in that Sunday game. Coming back from down like six to one in that game. There's there were good memories, but after that it it was rough. Nick Martinez discussed this earlier. It is pending a physical. Uh, I'd expect it to be done, but who knows? Call the cops, Kevin Cops. Yep, had him on the podcast a few weeks back. You can go watch or listen to that. Stephen Wilson, another possible closer. I don't think so. Out of spring training, he hasn't even pitched in the big leagues yet. Only thing I worry about with Tatis leading off RBI count. Manny had a lot more RBIs. He's batting third or fourth. Sorry, it's the old school thinking on. Yeah, RBIs. He could have more. He could have more runs driven in. Obviously, later in the lineup. But I think he was pretty comfortable in that leadoff spot. And I'm assuming that they're going to get Bryant or Suzuki, someone like that, and have something at DH, and that will help with Tatis on base, and that could drive him in. So hopefully, that's get that gets a little offset. 
and the Padres just bat him wherever he's comfortable. All right, so this is pretty much it, uh, unless you have any more questions real quick. But I've been on for over an hour and a half here, episode 124, Talking Friars Podcast again. Pretty disappointing night. Nelson Cruz going to not the Dodgers, not the Padres, like Mark Feinstein said he was going to go. Uh, ends up going to the Washington Nationals. One year, $15 million, essentially. The trade could happen, but we'll see. Chris Bryant, USD alumni, said in an interview that he would love to be a Padre. Where do you see that? Uh, unlike Myers, who shows no emotion and forgot how to smile. Again, dude, where are you getting this? Myers likes being with the Padres. Doesn't like smiling, forgot how to smile? What are you talking about? I don't understand where you're getting that. I mean, here, I'll sh- in case you weren't watching, I'll show you this video one more time of Myers spinning the swag chain last year. Look. He looks pretty good there. He looks like he's smiling in there. I don't know where you're getting that from. Must be a Dodger fan. You do say El de San Diego, but are you El de Los Angeles or something, dude? You're you're hating on Myers for some reason. They seriously need to make some moves. The Dodgers and Giants are already doing that. Yes and no. Like, Cruz didn't go to the Dodgers. The Dodgers brought back Kershaw. That didn't, that didn't make them better. That just made them the same that they were. They lost Scherzer and and Seager. You know, Seager's better than... Who's that guy that they got today? I forgot his name already. Uh, Hanser Alberto. Corey Seager is better than him, so... I don't know. Uh, I'm not concerned with the Padres in terms of what the Dodgers and Giants getting better. Because the Padres rotation is pretty much already set. With the giant, in respect, with the Giants getting Carlos Rodon, it's it's when the Dodgers or the Giants get or other teams steal Bryant, Suzuki, or Castellanos, Conforto, guys like that, and the Padres aren't getting anyone. That's when they need to make some moves, and you're going to get really concerned. DH spot obviously was a disappointment today, but the outfield is still an option, so you got to still stay optimistic. Stop with the Will Myers hate. What did he do to you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't get it. No one deserves to win with San Diego more than Will. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Longest tenured Padre, it's only one more year. He's a better player than Hosmer. He's producing more than Hosmer. You have Jerks and Profar as your third outfield right now. You need to keep Myers. There's Hog. What's up, my man? Uh, This organization's flawed. Continue the good work, Ben. Thanks. Yeah, this this has been fun and also not so fun because I'd rather be talking about Nelson Cruz being a Padre instead of on the Nats. But I'm glad that he's not on the Dodgers, like I mentioned. Uh, I'm still optimistic. Rotating DH isn't the worst-case scenario. Uh, but obviously you'd want more power there than Hassan Kim, definitely, as someone was talking about earlier today. Will Myers shreds San Francisco as well. He has a 300-plus average in San Francisco. Arizona and Colorado, all rivers that he destroys. Yeah, he hits pretty well against them. He owns the Rockies at Coors Field. Bleh. Okay, here's this guy again, El de San Diego, with all this Will Myers hate. My God, dude. Bleh. 
Will is a streaky hitter. I'd rather have Chris Bryant. Dude, I'd like Chris Bryant too. You can have both of them. Just sign Chris Bryant in free agency. It's not a trade. It's not one or the other. He's under contract for this season. It's just this year. You hate him so much. Okay, it's one more year. Big deal. You cannot have him after this year, all right? Jeez Louise, dude. All right. <laughs> I'll be better than Myers. Yeah, okay. El de San Diego now thinks he can hit in the big leagues. Go to sleep, dude. Jeez. Man. Did Myers do something to you or what? Add Bryant to the mix of Myers and Trent. That is a good outfield. I agree. That's what I want the outfield to be, but I'm not going to be bummed with Suzuki because it's probably going to come a little cheaper than Myers and give him more room to go sign, you know, that fourth outfielder, a McCutcheon or a Tommy Pham. All right, this has been fun. It's been an hour and 45 minutes here. Talking Friars episode 124. El de San Diego, you Will Myers hater. Hope you have a great night. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. Watching on YouTube. Ben Fadden here. Talking Friars episode 124, sponsored by Gaglione Bros, Cheesesteaks and Subs. Thank you so much uh, for the time here tonight. Hopefully good news comes on Monday. See ya.